Blog Talk Radio. Driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. It's talking in circles. There's a voice in my head that drives my heel. With your hosts, Clayton Caldwell. My baby calling till I need you here. And John Harlow. And it's a half past four and I'm shifting gear. Welcome to Talking in Circles. I am Clayton Caldwell with John Harlow here tonight as we are interviewing NASCAR Capital Truck Series driver Austin Wayne Self, who joins the show tonight. Hey, Austin, thanks for joining the show tonight. Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. Uh, some big news for your organization you're going to be running for in 2018, Nice Motorsports this week, announced an alliance with GMS Racing. Uh, you also had a teammate announced there. Sounds like you might even run a third truck at times this year. Um you know, what does that mean to you to, to sort of get into an organization here and uh, be on solid footing here for the 2018 season? Um, I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, I've I've uh, this past year I've ran with three different teams and I've had uh, like three or four different crew chiefs and and uh, in each car we had different goals. You know, I I got to run with uh, Martin's Motorsports a lot this year and. And they're a low-budget team, and, and um, you know, 15th place finish for us is um, almost like a win, right? So, um, and that's kind of kind of prepared me, I felt, you know, um, as far as, you know, what I can do with the race car. Uh, when you're when you're driving the underpowered uh, truck and, and you got to find everything you can, every little bit of speed out of the thing you can, um, you start searching in places you, you didn't before, so. Um, so for me to get to to go from um, low budget, you know, going for racing for uh, top fifteen, and and um, also got to run with some niece uh, with the niece guys, but um, for for all this to kind of happen and play out, it's been it's been really cool, and I've kind of been beside myself uh, walking into the new shop. It's it's beautiful, and and everything that GMS is doing to help us prepare to the for the 2018 season has has been awesome um i've had uh um there's a bunch of people uh supporting this this program and and exciting i'm i'm excited uh it means a lot a lot to me that um they would bring me on board and and um bring me with them on this journey so i'm i'm excited tonight um your partnership with gms racing uh johnny sauter won the championship the year before this one they are solid every week. How excited are you to get in really good equipment that you guys are going to be getting from GMS Racing with your technical alliance? Um, I mean, we're we're right next door. Um, you know, we're uh, we're at the the old TriStar building, so uh, we got the Fab Shop in between uh, me and, and the GMS shop, so. Um, we're right there, and like I said, me and Cody actually walked down to the the Fab Shop today um, to check out, you know, a truck we're we're going to be running this year. And and um, I mean, it, there's a reason why they're a powerhouse, and it, it's because um, you know they focus it on every single race car um, that they put their hands on, right? So um, they want every one of their race cars to be very fast, and and that's why they have. Johnny Sauter and, and these guys running up front and winning races. So um, that that's exciting to me to know that 
me running in the GMS truck is uh, they're going to put everything they can in it to try to make it, you know, uh, the best truck possible. So, um, like I said, that's, that's awesome. You know, there's, there's, I'd say what, three, three teams that, that are really big powerhouses. You know, you got Cobblish Motorsports and, and GMS is, uh, is right up there with them. And, and um, I'm excited to, to get in a Chevy. I'm uh, get to get to talk with them a little bit next week and, um, I'm excited um, to get to meet all the guys at Chevy, and, and um, it's gonna be a fun year. It's gonna be exciting for sure. And you know, you talked about earlier in the show about uh, being with underfunded race teams here in the last couple of years. You have 40 starts in the Truck Series. Um, now you, you mentioned you know getting GMS equipment. What are your expectations for a 2018 season, realistically, for yourself? Do you, do, you, do you put a goal on it like that? Do you sit there and say, I want to have, you know, I want to finish in the top 10 in points? What is, what's your goal for this season uh, as, as we get ready for 2018? Yeah, it's, fun. it's funny when some of the numbers, 40 races, and this will be my third season. I'm going to be 22 years old. Man, I'm, I'm getting old. It's, it's, uh, that, that part of it, man, it makes me feel bad, man. I'm, I'm going to be getting old here and, gonna have to get married have kids and all that stuff right because all all these new drivers are 16 and 17 and coming in the sport um no i'm just kidding it's um it's been i've I've had a awesome experience here and um like i said i've i've gotten to run um just about every every racetrack twice i missed a couple last year but um getting to run with uh martin's motorsports and um, like I said, I ran with Nice. It, it was kind of a, a hectic year as far as going back between teams. It, it was pretty difficult. And um, like I said, now that I get to focus um, with one one crew chief, I got um, you know the team's going to be with me the whole year. Um, so so yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think I think the expectations for me is is to run run for the playoffs you know i think i think we'll be stage racing this year obviously you know we got to get to daytona and and qualify in <laughs> but um once we hit atlanta man i i think we'll just be focused uh that that gms supports going to put us a, a step ahead but um you know we're still a new team so there's definitely um some things we're going to have to figure out i think atlanta will be a learning but uh learning race but i think after that i think realistically i think um my expectations is to go run top 10 and run top five and um, try to put myself in positions to win races. But at the end of the day, um, you got to get the, the points. So my goal is just to make the playoffs. So if I can make the playoffs, um, I'll be very happy. And then once I make the playoffs, you know, then, then it gets serious, right? We get to go to Canada, get to go red course racing, but that's, that's taken, you know, that's, that's the next step. We just got to, make it to playoffs and, and I have ex- you know my expectations I think are, are realistic um Cody I've known for for over a year and, and um he has a really good mentality he, he wants to go win and and um right now walking in the shop and seeing what these guys are doing getting these trucks ready um like I said I'm beside myself man I, I I'm going to get to drive uh I feel like I'm going to get to drive some good race cars this year and and um I think we can make the playoffs. Hey, Austin, um, you said about Daytona, that you have to qualify in and everything. How confident are you going in there considering you got through the melee last year, you finished second at Daytona, 
how confident are you going back to um, the World Center of Speed? Uh, last year, at this point, I didn't even know if I was going to be racing at all uh, in 2017. I guess I was uh, 16, but so we we made that plan like two weeks before Daytona, and now I know I'm going to be there. And um, I guess so we're already working on the the trucking it ready. Um, I know we'll be prepared. There's always that option that Daytona is uh, full of surprises. I'm I'm confident we'll qualify in. I think we're going to have a really good piece. But um, man, Daytona is a it's a awesome place. It can be your favorite racetrack one week one year, and then the next year you come back and it's the the worst racetrack you've ever been to. But um, last year was awesome. This past season was awesome for me. Getting to go down there and uh, finish second. Um, and I, I'd like to go back this year, this next season, and get the win and and um, take that that playoff spot. That'd be that'd be really cool. Um, but you got to make it through it. And that that's what we did. That's what we did at Daytona. Uh, we stayed out of trouble on that last restart. I was like 12 and um, popped out of second within two laps. And then you know Talladega wasn't wasn't terrible until it was. Um, you know we had a good plan there. So um, I imagine we'll. Well, my my plan is to stay conservative and make it to the end. Um, but of course, if we're running up front, things could change. You know, things things can change there in a lap. Plan A can turn to Plan B within two laps there. Clayton Caldwell, John Hollow here, talking in circles. We're speaking with NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver Austin Wayne Self here tonight on Talking in Circles. Uh, you know, and I know this hasn't officially been announced yet. I don't think, as far as NASCAR is concerned, um, but. A lot of there's been a lot of rumors out there about uh, the engines, the way NASCAR is going to do with the engines this year in the truck series, whether they're going to have a crate engine or whatnot. Um, if they do go ahead and do that, uh, do you think that would help a team like yours, which is a team that is just starting out, uh, compared to you know maybe just closing the gap a little bit between accomplished motorsports and the GMS and the Thor Sports of the world? Um. I'm fairly sure. Um, I don't know. I, I I thought NASCAR did make an announcement, but we're we're planning on running Elmore, so um, I'm excited. I ran I ran Elmore in Arkin, and, and um, I think the Elmore program, uh, everything they do is pretty solid. Um, and I it, it I think it's going to help out everybody. I you know um, the lower budget teams won't have to worry. I think they they have a good plan for. Uh, lower budget teams to be able to use no more motor and um it, it definitely helps a smaller team you know you can you can use that money somewhere else but i think more importantly to me and, and i think i think it's important for the sport is um it kind of it kind of sets back that um you know the powerhouse you know you see toyotas or fords what, whatever it is um you know they're pumping money into it and into their motor program and and then it starts showing and and um, so I, I think it's going to cut back on funding towards the motor program, and you know Chevy, Toyota, whoever it is, will will be able to fund um, you know what what they're doing with the race cars. So I think I think it will bring um, opportunities for um, all the manufacturers. You know, it's kind of leveling the the playing field um, as as far as that goes. I think, and I think it'll make the racing a lot better too. I mean, like I said this past year um, with Martins and and um, some of the teams I raced with, uh, we we didn't always have the best motor. We had an awesome race car, and, and um, you know, you could tell it was an awesome race car, um, but when you're underpowered, 
there's only only so much you can do. So, um, I mean, I, I see I see way more positives with this Elmore program, and, and I'm excited about it. I'm I'm uh, I, I've been waiting for this moment um, since I heard the news that Elmore may get into NASCAR because um, I just I I'm, I'm ready to get back to level playing fields and I'm ready to go uh, you know work with the crew chief, make the race cars fast. And you know, trying to get, try to get our 22 Chevy back back in the big victory lane. So, hey Austin, again it's John Harlow. Um, how much driving style do you have to change whenever you're driving for like Martin's Motorsports and you're thinking a top 15 is going to be a great day for you? And now you're driving in the same type of equipment. Depending on how good your technical alliance is going to be with GMS. Um, you could be driving the same type of equipment that Crafton is. I mean, not Crafton, but Sauter is. Um, does that change your driving style? Because if you know you're going to be 15th at best, you're trying to stay out of the way of the leaders, and you don't want to be that you don't want to be that guy on the track. But now you want to be the one racing with that guy. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think you can apply it everywhere, right? I mean, conservative. Uh, it, I think it just taught me a little bit more as far as um, you know trying to be conservative. Because if if we wrecked a, a Martin truck real bad. Um, you know, hopefully, if we wrecked a short track truck, hopefully we're going to a mile and a half because we didn't have another short track truck, and and um, you know, there's only three guys in the shop that are building the thing, so it was it was going to be a while till we got another one. Um, so you know, that kind of bounced that out, and I mean, there's times you're running for lucky dog, and that in a team like that, when when you're racing for the lead lap, that's that's the real that's the hard racing there, um, and then of course, you know, you don't want to get in the way of the leaders, but um, it kind of sets that mentality, you know, like I said earlier, um, you're doing different things with the race car also, and, um, you have to find that balance, but be conservative when you're racing other trucks. And, um, and I, I think it's, I think it doesn't, I don't think it matters what you're in. I think that's, that's a good thing. And, um, even when you're climbing in the ranks, you know, you're, you're doing longer races. So it teaches you to be consistent, um, you know, find a pace that's, that's really good. And, and I think that'll be very helpful this, this, this upcoming season um you know it makes crew chief happy makes the uh, sponsors domestic techs everybody's a lot happier when you have a clean race truck at the end of the day and um like i said my my expectations and goals are to make the playoffs so um for me there's going to be times uh where you need to be conservative you know um you know if it's better if the guys a couple guys in front of you racing real hard um you know sometimes it's better step back and let them uh, make mistakes and you know kind of take your opportunities but like I said you know consistent finishing races um, even even if you got to take a seventh place and and that's going to be which I'd be really happy with but um, that's what you need is points so I, I think it, it'll help me this year so I'm bringing race cars home and, and getting those points uh, it was just announced this week Austin that uh, Justin Fontaine is going to be your uh, your teammate uh, over there at Nice Motorsports. Uh, what's your relationship like with Justin? Have you talked to him at all? Uh, do you know him personally? What's your relationship like? And how about other teammates that have driven for Nice Motorsports in the past, like the PJ Bells of the world? Uh, have you discussed, talked with them as well? TJ's got a lot of experience. You know, he's won a couple, he's ran a couple a little bit as well. So uh, can you just talk about your teammates over there at uh, Nice Motorsports and, and, you know, if you're going to lean on them for information at all? Yeah. Yeah, I know it's, it's been cool. Uh, TJ Bell's awesome, dude. I, um, you know, we're, we, we get along real well. He, he used to run open wheel stuff and, 
Um, of course, I came from, you know, my background was road course go-karting, and, and um, you know, I, I had aspirations to go race open wheel. But um, so I, I get along with TJ, you know, we bounce stuff back and forth. Um, Justin, I, I, I know real well, of course, you know, he came um, to AM Racing, and when he raced with Wintron and AM Racing, which we were both in the same building partnering together. So um, I was there at his very first truck race on the radio um, uh, when he made his first start in Martinsville. And um, so I was up on the spar stand, you know, giving a little bit tips here and there and leaning on me. And, um, and then, of course, uh, even this past year, there's a couple of times where you know, I, I was in a Martins Motorsports truck he was in an AM truck, and, um, you know, he's right in front of me racing. But it, I, I think, you know, even though he hasn't had much experience in the truck, you know, um, I, I think he's had good experience in the ARCA series, and, and I think he'll um, I think he'll do well this year. It'll be a learning year, but, um, no, nah, we don't spend as much time um, outside the racetrack and whatnot personally. He's, he's a big college dude. He goes to UNC, so, you know, he's probably – He's probably out partying all night and hanging out with girls and, you know, whatever they do at college, right? So he, he's busy. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's getting that uh, college degree. Uh, and then uh, also Travis Pastrani, you know, he's ran with Nice and got to talk to him, which is awesome. Um, you know, he's he's one of the coolest, coolest guys growing up, you know, watching all his stuff. And um, he's a really cool dude, down-to-earth guy. And it's, it's funny when, when you get a guy um, – like that, um, he's done done it all, skydived and, and everything, and he's coming up to you and asking asking you for advice. A guy that you looked up to is ask, asking you for advice, and and then That's he says, cool. uh, then he, you know the funniest thing he told me, uh, we we're at the, uh, the Charlotte test, and he's I'm asking him how it's going and everything, and he tells me um, that he's just trying to, to get the balls to drive it in the corner deeper and and trying to get through the corner. I'm like, you know he. This guy's nervous. Travis Pastrana's nervous in a in a truck. I'm like, this guy's jumped out of an airplane with no parachute, and he's nervous going 185 miles an hour around a racetrack and his seatbelts, everything as safe as NASCARs, and he's nervous. So, um, I'm kind of, kind of showed that that was cool. It shows you, um, you know how hard it is really is to drive these things. But, um, I guess that's advantage to, to having teammates like TJ Bell and stuff. We kind of bounce stuff. Uh, back and forth and and um i'm excited i think i think it's great that we're gonna have two trucks uh full time this next season that's something i've never I've, i haven't had in years since uh like 2014 in arca season so that's awesome and and then being able to have that third truck and bringing drivers like tj bell some of these guys so um it's, it's cool that for the drivers we bounce stuff back and forth but the crews do too i mean notes and everything um that's going to be big time right there because we'll have times two all the time, but at three different trucks, there's three different things you can try in one practice. So um, I, I think, I think that's awesome. Hey, Austin, um, it's John Harley Caldwell talking, talking with Austin Wayne self. Uh, I want to know the state of the sport with the truck series. I mean, Zlowski pulling um, you see um, Red Horse Racing pulling out. Timothy Peters struggling to get a ride here and there throughout the season. What do you think going forward? 
I'm sorry, I missed that missed that last part right there after uh you named the, the veteran you, drivers and the hell is yeah, he, you know, I think what he's asking is, is the the state of this truck series. Uh, you know, it, we've seen some teams pull out a little bit. You know, obviously you guys are expanding. Uh, do you see more teams expanding into the truck series? Uh, what do you think about the state of the truck series, the way it is right now financially for these teams? Um, yeah, sorry about that. It was just breaking up there. Um, man, it, I mean, you see, I mean, you're seeing some of these older drivers leave, but um. I mean, they, they've been in the sport for a while, and it, it's changed a little bit as far as, um, you know, what it takes to to run in the top three series of NASCAR. You know, a lot of it's, uh, I mean, a lot of it's social media. You know, you need uh, you need to be able to sell yourself and, and um, you know, forgot. I mean, I mean, I don't know if they even had Twitter, you know, back when they were my age. I mean, when, when I was born, you know, they were, they were racing, so. Um, I mean, they've been around for a long time, and I like Timothy Pierce, all those guys. But um, I mean, somebody, some, something's got to give at some point, and um, and um, a lot of a lot of young drivers coming through, and and um, so that 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 part's that. But financially, for a race team, um, I mean, it, it's got to be difficult for everyone. But I think I think it's just aspirations. You know, I think I think BKR um, they wanted to do something a little different. I think, me personally, I think the, the Camping World Truck Series, I think it's the best series in NASCAR um, because mm-hmm. of the veterans and the youngest drivers that come up through the ranks um, racing against each other. And and, um, and they're doing it in arguably um, one of the hardest stock cars to race um, from what I've heard. You know, you get Kyle Busch coming down, and some of these guys say, uh, you know, the trucks are the hardest things to, to drive. And, and um, I think I think that's what makes this series so great. Um, but the, the, I think the reason a lot of teams are, are starting to fold and whatnot is it's just uh, you know, it, it, it costs money to race and and um, and I think NASCAR has taken steps uh, positive steps forward as far as the Elmore program and everything um, you know trying to get uh, not only make it uh, better for the the bigger teams that can um, that were able to form motors but it kind of levels out the the playing field but um, it also um it also financially um helps everyone all around. For sure. Uh I I just got one more here and then John's got one more and we'll let you go here. Uh what does it mean to you? You know, you have a, a, a sponsor behind you, an AM Technical Solutions. I know it's a family or uh family business there. Um but they've been, you know, a a great uh backer for for your career. Uh what does it mean to have them behind you um and, and to really help your career along here, um, you know, like we talk about finances and, and, you know, the sport, it's so hard to find sponsorship right now, even in the Cup Series. What does it mean to have that kind of uh, company behind you and that sponsorship behind you? Yeah, and I, I guess this kind of kind of sports a little bit, you know, uh, in the last question, but um, a lot of it's connections, right? You, you see a lot of business to business going on within the, the sport. Um, and, and for me, you know, I, I'm very um, – very thankful and, and very humble uh, for the opportunities um, that I've been given. Um, my dad's worked um, worked his butt off. Um, you know, he he wants he wants to be he loves racing just as much as I do. Uh, my sister loves racing. She's married to a um, a tire guy. At, at, I'm sorry, a tire tire carrier at Penske. So 
Um, she lives up here, so it's a it's a family deal. It, it takes up a lot of time, and um, of course, my girlfriend is in it, and her brother's Jordan Anderson, who races in trucks. So, um, like I said, you got to have connections, and and for me, um, I've been very fortunate because um, I I just so happen to come out of the greatest state in the United States, and that's Texas. <laughs> And um, and uh, don't mess with Texas and go Texan. Um, we just uh, I have so much Texas pride in me, and um, and they've been supporting me for a while. So working with Texas companies that that's um, um, something I can relate to and really support, and and I'm very happy to um, you know represent these Texas companies. So um, it, it's still hard, you know. It's it's hard to um, it's hard to keep keep growing i guess you could say you know you you uh you're always on the step you never know you know you never know when when it's going to end so um you know just like timothy peters and on um, the rest of these guys that you know they come up and win races and the next thing you know um something happens but like i said, I'm, i've just been very fortunate to uh to, to grow up in a family who, who supports me and everything they do and um and, you know I, I love them to death Hey, Austin, my final question. Um, You were saying about the – you're the old guy now because, like, you're a whole 21, but you've got the kids coming up like the Harrison Burtons, the uh, Todd Gillens, that they're 15, 16, making sure they're able to race, but you're 21. In reality, you're starting to get a little long in the tooth for the truck series. Where do you see yourself going once this season goes? Are you trying to make it up to the next level, or are you going to be someone like Crafton who's happy to run the truck season? truck series and um, make a living doing the truck series and making sure you stick at that. Or are you going to try to make your way up to the cup level? Uh, I know you're 21. You want to try your best to get to the cup level at some point, because that's where you want to be being 21 and still in the truck series. It's almost to the point where it's almost passed you by. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, you see some of these guys, uh, I mean, heck back in the old days, there's drivers 28 years old, 30 years old, getting in the cup series. Um, but now for me, it it'll be a it'll be a cool year. You know, my age is going to match the the number on my truck. Um, I'm still I'm not I don't know if I'll get any taller. A lot of these guys like Todd Gillian, they're man, they're tall. They should I think Todd should play basketball or something. That's what I would have done. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I I you know I I want to really uh, be successful here and um, in the truck series. I, I, like I said, I, I love driving these trucks. They're, they're probably one of the most fun things I've ever driven. Um, the competition is pretty awesome. Um, but for me, I, I just want to, for me, I would like to really succeed here in the truck series. I haven't done everything I want to do here. I want to go win races, and I, I really want to potentially go win the championship. And um, so if, if I'm here for the next three, four years, um, I'll be happy. Um but if I get an offer to go do something else, um, you can count. I'll probably take it. Even if it, it don't matter. I'll go Indy car racing. You want to go rally car racing? I'll go do it. It don't matter. If you want, if you want to go race airplanes, take that back. I don't like heights. I'm not going to race airplanes, but anything. I'll go race anything. If you want, if you want to go, uh, go get some Razor scooters. Go race Razor scooters. Go do it. It don't matter That's me right. as long as I'm racing. As long as I'm racing something. Um, I'd like to have motor and four wheels. As long as I'm in, in something that's got motor and four wheels, I'll be very happy. 
What a great That's attitude. That's awesome. Yes, great attitude. Austin Wayne Self, thanks so much for joining us tonight on Talking Circles, and we hope you had as much fun as we did. I did. Thank you guys for having me. Hopefully, maybe hey, good luck on the season, Austin. After Daytona or something. Yeah, check in with us yeah, all season long. We'll be glad to have you. Sweet. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Austin Wayne Self uh, going to be driving the number 22 truck for Nice Motorsports this season. They're going to have an alliance with GMS Racing. Uh, you know, listen, it sounds like they have uh, a lot of things lined up here, John. Uh, to where they could have a pretty successful year if all things go well. You know, uh, he's got, like I said, two years under his belt, 40 starts. You know, uh, the, the guy with, they got the guy with some experience in the truck series, and they got a young kid in Fontana they're bringing up. Plus, you got T.J. Bell. He talked about Travis Pastrana as well coming into that team. Uh, so a lot of good things over there happening, a lot of good things happening with Alan Nice and Nice Motorsports uh, for 2018. I think it's a a great uh, chance for Austin Wayne Self to show what he can do in the truck series. Um, whenever you're sitting there in GMS stuff, you've got the same stuff that Sauter has. And Sauter's up there competing for wins every week. Um, it's going to be a great opportunity for Austin Wayne Self to show what he can do in the truck series. And um, like we, the last answer he gave us, we were, as long as we'll face anybody anywhere. And that's the kind of attitude you want to have. Um, I really appreciate a guy who loves guy who loves racing there, no doubt about it. Um, what I found interesting, he said a couple of things that were true. You know, I, what he said about uh, his age and that, you know, you used to have to be 28 to get a, a cup ride. There was a time where, um, you know, I remember we were talking to Rick Mass on this show a couple of years ago, and uh, he told us he was winning races in the Bush Series, back in the Bush Series, and he basically said, I had to wait till I was 30. I was 28 years old and winning races in the Bush Series, and they came up to me and said, "What? you want a cup ride? You can't get a cup ride until you're 30. It just shows you how times have changed with that. And it's funny that he mentioned that, uh, that you know, you had to be 28. Um, you know, and I just thought it was uh, so accurate because of what Rick Mass told us a couple of years ago, that that, was, that amazed me when Rick Mass told us that. They wouldn't even look at him. Collins wouldn't even look at him until he was 30 years old in the Cup Series. So that's absolutely true. Well, you think about it, Jeff Gordon, he's one of the ones that broke the, broke the way it was because he was the first one they brought up, and he was 21 whenever that happened. Um, pretty much everybody else, you're looking at 26 before they even got a sniff at uh, what the Cup Series looked like. And, and you're right. Gordon was, was the first one. Um, you know, and they, they're just getting younger and younger from there. You know, we have guys now running in 19, 20 years old, running full-time in a Cup Series. You know, Kyle Busch was a, a young guy, too. You know, he started. They had to put in a rule. He ran 15 years old. He was running in a truck series, if you remember. 917-889-8280, talking circles tonight. Clayton Caldwell, John Harlow here with you. A uh, couple other news topics we want to touch on here tonight. The first one is a Cup Series. Uh, there was some talk, you know, the, the big rides have been filled for a while. Um, you know, there's still some rides out there in a the Cup Series that aren't filled. You know, we'll talk about uh, one that, that just ha- recently happened to open with Jeffrey Earnhardt and Circle Sport and to the Motorsports Group. We'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, you know, Frontline Motorsports hasn't nailed down their plans. They haven't announced anything officially yet as far as what they're doing for the 2018 season. But the big team out there that had announced it was the 41 Stuart Haas Racing. Um, you know, they announced that earlier in the year that Erica Marola was going to be driving the 10 car for him, replacing Danica Patrick. Um, Kurt Busch was 
everybody was assuming that was going to happen, uh, but nothing was officially nothing was officially done until this past week. It was announced that Kurt Busch will return to drive the number 41 Ford in the Cup Series for Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, a one-year deal, though, John, I thought very interesting as far as uh, it was a one-year deal, you know, considering he had an option before that, and they, and they decided not to pick it up, and now all of a sudden they re-signed him to a one-year deal. Uh, what are your thoughts on this whole Kurt Busch uh, signing for here for 2018? And I think we lost John there. Um, but, I, listen, I think it's an, an interesting topic. You know, um, Kurt Busch is a guy who, you know, I've said this before, um, you know, I think he's a a good driver. I, I think he's a, a former, you know, obviously he's a former champion. Um, you know, he's done a lot of good things. And I think uh, what he's done is, um, you know, just absolutely, you know, his career is great. And it sounds right now like Stuart Haas Racing is, um, you know, they're, they're destined to win now. You know, they have a, a great four drivers there. Clint Boyer had a pretty good year in a 14 car. We know Kevin Harvick, that four car is capable of winning every week. Uh, on a, You know, when they're they're capable of winning every week. Uh, Al Marola is going to have a chance to prove himself. And then you have Kurt Busch, who's a former champion, like I said, a veteran driver who should be able to compete. They weren't, um, you know, they weren't able to go out there and uh, really win a ton of races the last couple of years. No crew chief announced on that team, which I found interesting. Um, you know, Tony Gibson was, has been the guy there for a while. Um, you know, and it sounds like he is going to be off the road here as 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 the 2018 season gets going. Uh, they haven't officially announced that yet. You know, you have to wonder if with Mike Bogaravich, there's something going on there. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, with Clint Boyer, you know, they, they didn't have a great, um, you know, it, it seemed like they had some issues. Talladega, I remember they were screaming at each other. So, you know, Boyer's comments after that weren't too encouraging that Mike Bogorabis was going to come back in a 14 car for next season. Um, so you have to wonder if that's going to be in the 40, if Bogorabis is going to move to the 41 and maybe they'll push somebody up to the 14. We'll see. Um, but, you know, I think it's a good move. Uh, Kurt Busch is a good driver. You know, I'm not sure if Matt Kenseth was an option there or not. It would have been interesting to see if he was, what they would have done. But I think Gene Haas is a Kurt Busch fan. He says, I want Kurt Busch to drive my race cars. I love Kurt Busch. He's the, he's, he's the guy, um, you know, and that's who he wants. And so, you know, I think um, Kurt Busch is, is a guy who can really, um, you know, when everything is right, he can really drive a race car. And I'm interested to see, John, it was a one-year contract. I thought that was very interesting considering he had an option. And he didn't pick it up. Didn't pick up the option. And now he's back on a one-year contract. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think the reason Kurt's back on a one-year deal is Monster didn't resign yet. And Monster was bringing money to the table. And if Gene Haas is going to have to fund full this year, out of his pocket because the 14 doesn't have a whole lot of sponsorship on it either right now. I think he wanted Kurt to come back at a better deal, which is probably more incentive driven than it's going to be base salary driven. And that's the way a lot of the contracts are going right now. And you see how things are going. Brad Keselowski, Miller lights back for 11 races only on the two car. 
Coors Light pulled out of the pole sponsorship. So sponsorship in the sport is something everybody's struggling with. And, I mean, you look, that's part of the reason why Matt Kenseth is not in a competitive ride, because Matt Kenseth believes he is worth X amount of dollars, and the funding isn't there to pay Matt Kenseth X amount of dollars. So Matt Kenseth is going to be in Wisconsin going to dance recitals this spring instead of um, going along the circuits that we call NASCAR. I think Kurt Busch staying with the 41 was the best possible move he could have made because it was the best ride out there. And if Kurt wants to stay competitive and Kurt still wants to have his name mentioned with some of the best drivers in the sport, he needs to be in some of the best equipment in the sport. And Stuart Haas Racing is some of the best equipment in the sport. They're going to be in their second year with Ford. They actually have notes now instead of trying to put Ford stuff onto Chevy chassis and have to recut everything up and, they were so far behind the power curve that people didn't realize how much of a struggle it was for Stuart Haas to get competitive in the first half of the season. The fact that they did what they did in that first half is pretty darn amazing. Yeah, and, you know, Harvick showed at the end of that year when, you know, they went, they went to Texas and he passed Martin Truex Jr. He was the only one that touched Martin Truex Jr. on a mile and a half track all year. Truex, and that, really in two years, Truex and that 78 team have been dynamite on those mile and a half tracks for the last two years. And when, when uh, Kevin Harvick chased him down and passed him for the win at Texas in, in November, you sat there and you said, maybe he's got something here. Now, obviously, Homestead didn't go the way they wanted to go, and, and Truex came to play and showed his dominance again. But it just shows you what that team's capable of if everything's going right. Um, I think they got a better driver lineup in 20, uh, 2018 than they had in 2017. Uh, I think they're, they got a solid group of guys as far as the uh, – Chiefs and the engineers there. Whether or not Tony Gibson comes back, we'll see. Um, but, you know, I just kind of curious. You're probably right. It, it's the Monster Energy deal. I think that's what's holding this whole thing up is that Monster Energy is kind of debating whether or not they want to come back for the, for the Cup Series or not. Um, so I found that very interesting. That was only a one-year contract. Um, and, you know, when they had an option, they could have just picked it up and avoid all this speculation and all this stuff that went on for a couple of months. So, um, you know, Listen, obviously, Kurt's going to go out there and he's going to be very competitive. They expect to make the playoffs. Um, and I don't think anything was really serious as far as getting that 41 car uh, other than Kurt Busch. So, uh, you know, that kind of tying up the loose ends here as we get going. 917-889-8280. Clayton Caldwell, John Harlow with you here tonight on Talking in Circles. Uh, another really interesting move here, uh, big news, I guess you could say, involved in the truck series and the Xfinity series, was John Hunter Nemechek, um, a very popular driver in that series, a guy who has worked his, his, his tail off and, and has driven in stuff that uh, is lesser equipment than his competitors at Nemco Motorsports. They haven't had a whole ton of funding there in the last couple of years. Um, so a lot of people want to see what John Hunter Nemechek can do in good equipment. He's going to have that opportunity on a part-time role this year, John, in 2018, driving the 42 car for Chip Ganassi Racing in the Xfinity Series. He will share that ride with Kyle Larson. Uh, I think John Hunter Nemechek's got a lot of talent. This is his opportunity to go out there and say, you know what, I can race with the big boys and, and show these guys, these teams, that he doesn't have a developmental deal yet, to show these teams, hey, you know what, I can race with the big boys. This is an opportunity for me. And go out there and really uh, prove himself. Uh, a good move for John Hunter Nemechek, I think. I know a lot of people are a little disappointed that it wasn't full-time, but uh, a, the best ride he's been in, by far, for sure. I think it's a great move for John Hunter Nemechek. Um, if you think about it, Joe got his first win driving for Felix Sabatis in the 42. 
And now it's come full circle where John Hunter is running for Ganassi and Felix Sabatis is still a partner. He's going to be driving the 42. Um, Jamie McMurray's getting closer and closer to, to the point where he's about ready to hang it up. And John Hunter shows what he can do and keep driving the way he did in the truck series. And he's in as good of equipment as there is because you look, um, Kyle Larson won in that 42 car. Uh, Daniel Hemrick won in that. I'm not, so, not sorry, not Daniel Hemrick. Um, Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick won in the 42 car. And um, Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman won in the 42 car this year. So you know that car is loaded for bear. It's up there competing with the Gibbs and the Penske's and the Stuart Haas's. So he's going to be in really good equipment. He's going to have a chance to show what he can do. And Jamie McMurray is getting to the point he's up in his uh, early 40s. So he's not far away from being done. And if John Hunter plays his cards right, he could end up being driving the one car for Ganassi in a couple years. So, I mean, I think it's a great move. I I was going to say, I think it's a great move for him because it could build his future. Absolutely. And, again, you know, I think development deals are the way we go about things now in Cup, in, in, in NASCAR. I mean, you know, you think about Toyota, they have development deals. That's why you see uh, Eric Jones in a Toyota car. He's, he's worked his way up through to the Cup Series, to the Toyota banner. Uh, you know, William Byron, he's in the Cup Series now. He was in the development deal in the Xfinity Series. Ryan Blaney was the development deal with Team Penske. It goes on and on and on. And that's ultimately what you want to get yourself into uh, is development contracts and if you want to make the next step in the sport. And I think this is an opportunity for John Hunter, for some organization to sit there and say, we want that kid to be our next to be our next cup driver, um, and this isn't a. I think it's a smart move because I don't think it's a move that, like you said, you can win in this car. I don't think it's a move where you sat there and said, "Well, we're going to run part time," but it's a car that runs tenth to fifteenth every week. Uh, that would have been a, a to me a lateral move for John Hunter Nemechek because you still could win it, driving for Nemco. You could win in the Truck Series. Um, obviously he's not going to run in the championship in Xfinity, and I think a lot of people want to see him have the opportunity to do that. But uh, this is a step in the right direction. I think it's a, a the, the next step for John Hunter Nemechek. It's an opportunity to prove himself if he can get it done in this 42 car and win a couple of races. Maybe Dale Earnhardt Jr. says, hey, you know what? We have an opening next year one of our teams. John Hunter Nemechek, come here. Who knows what your next step is? Uh, you know, maybe Jack Rash says, hey, you know what? We have an opportunity. Sure, we have a uh, time of Jeske and other teams, other drivers in our Ford camp, but we want John Hunter Nemechek. He proves he can win in the, in the Xfinity Series. Come over to our team. Uh, you know, Richard Childress Racing might might be an opportunity there for him. So there's a lot of opportunities in the Xfinity Series to expand. Stuart Haas Racing has two cars now. Um, so this is an opportunity for John Hunter Nemechek, no doubt about it. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see how he can do in that 42 car. I wonder how many, the only thing, you know, you're a little worried about is, is it eight races. I don't think it's that low. They never came out and said a specific amount. Um, but if it's anywhere between 12 or above to me, uh, I think it's a pretty good move for him. I think, um, didn't Reddick run 1520 this year? Cause Larson didn't run a whole yeah. lot of affinity series races. I think Reddick ran more in the 42 than Larson did. And I think that's probably what's going to be this year. I think uh, they'll sort of start backing Kyle Larson down off the Xfinity Series races. Um, John Hunter Nemechek's bringing uh, sponsorship with though. It's not like Ganassi's got to go out and find some sponsorship for these rides. Um, John Hunter brought sponsorship with him. And I really think that this is the play for the future because, like you said, um, 
if Roush wants to look at him and all that stuff, Roush has two young drivers, and Trevor Bain brings sponsorship. Um, Richard Childers has his setup going. If Newman leaves, that means Ty's going to end up coming back and drive the 31. Um, but I really don't see a place at the end somewhere for John Hunter Nemechek to get to the Cup Series faster and better equipment than right where he's sitting at because Jeremy McMurray is probably going to go before any of those other guys we talked about. And there'll be an opening at Chip Ganassi Racing. If he goes out and wins races in the Xfinity Series, Chip Ganassi will promote him to the one car. Same way he did Kyle Larson, putting him in the 42 car and telling Juan Pablo, thanks, we appreciate it. Why don't you go drive for Roger Penske in IndyCar? Yeah, another interesting fact is, and, and by the way, Reddick ran 18 races last year in that 42 car. Another interesting fact is Larson. Uh, I believe he's going to be entering his fifth year in the Cup Series next year. In, in the Cup Series next year, so he, there, the limit for him in Xfinity Series races will be will be hit in 2019. He won't be able to run more than eight races, seven races in the in the Xfinity Series after the 2018 season. So if you hang tight and run really good, you know you could get a significant amount of races in that 42 car. You know they had two cars over there at Chip Ganassi Racing in the Xfinity Series last year. I'm not sure if they're going to have that again this year. Who knows what Brandon Poole's uh, plans are for 2018. We haven't heard anything yet. Um, so, you know, all the you're right. All these opportunities here, it, it, to me, it just it puts you in, in the same conversation as all these other drivers that we just talked about. And um, if he can prove himself and run really good, I, I think the opportunities for John Hunter Nemechek are endless. 919... 917-889-8280, if I can get the number correct here. I'm talking in circles tonight. If you want to join the show, uh, we're talking about all things NASCAR. A little interesting news here, John, this week about circle sport racing in the motorsports group. A lot of uh, a surprising move, it sounded like. Uh, the motorsports group came out. Uh, Curtis Key, who's the owner of that team, who's been an owner in the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series for a long time, um, came out and said he was kind of surprised by the move that circle sport racing, which has a charter, Circle Sport owned the charter for the 33 car. They have that charter, and they're going to keep that. Now, what it sounds like the Motorsports Group plans on racing. They came out and said, we plan on racing. We plan on having equipment and a driver um, for next season. We're announcing a driver in January. So they're going to get a month, really, to figure out what they want to do to get some equipment and figure out exactly how they want to play this and then uh, announce everything in the, probably in the middle of January. So this will give them an opportunity to do that. As far as circle sport racing is, goes, they're going to have a charter. Um, you know, I don't know what the situation is with Hulu. Sounds like Jeffrey Earnhardt's out of his contract. Bob Pockers tweeted, tweeted that as well, um, that he's out of his contract. Uh, so, really, it's one team breaking up into two, where we usually see teams uh, combine. It's teams splitting up here into two op- two car operations. Not sure exactly um, how competitive they're going to be. Um, both of those teams, but sort of interesting news that Jeffrey Earnhardt, which it wasn't like they announced this deal that he was coming back, you know, in, in July, they announced this in October and less than two months later, it, this deal is blown up. So kind of a surprising move here between circle sport racing and the motorsports group of Jeffrey Earnhardt. Yeah, I think it is. And uh, uncle Dale uh, said that hopefully somebody will realize that Hulu get Hulu to stay with Jeffrey Earnhardt and give him a spot. And I think he's done okay with, um, crappy equipment because even though circle uh, circle sport and the motorsports group worked together, they still were a 35th place car Um, on a good day. They were a 25th place car. So you never know what's going to happen out of it. I think right now 
you may end up having two teams come out of this, and it'll be a 39th and 40th place team. I mean, right now, both of them combined wasn't anything to write home about. You split them up, I think it's going to be even worse. Um, it's really interesting the way they did it. Here it is uh, the week and a half before Christmas, and um, they're deciding to play these silly games. They really said why uh, Circle Sport pulled away or why um, – the motorsports group with Curtis Key wound up getting sort of pushed aside. Um, don't know what's going to happen with the 33 car. Don't know what's going to happen with the motorsports group. It's kind of sad that it's right before Christmas and everybody's trying to figure this mm. stuff out. I agree. An interesting fact to this before we move on. Circle Sport Racing has, in the past, has worked with Richard Childress Racing. Uh, a couple of years ago, you know, basically the the situation between the teams was Richard Childress would field his car underneath the Circle Sport banner in the 33. Circle Sport would retain the points from that team. It would be an RCR car except for the number. Um, and Richard would only have, you know, seven, eight races funded, and he would want to keep them, whoever was driving that car for him, you know, high in points and make sure they're, they're guaranteed into the show. Richard Childress has a charter this year and with that 27 car. Nobody's really sure what's going to happen with that charter in the 27. He could lease it out. He could sell it if he had to. You know, right now they have a two corporation. It sounds like they're only going to run a two corporation. It doesn't sound like they're going to have a three corporation. You know, we just saw Caterpillar renew, but they're only doing select races on the 31 car. Bass Pro Shops with Cabela's is going to sponsor the car in the Daytona 500. So it sounds like the, the sponsorship isn't right where they want it to be. Um, they lost Menard, which is a big, big-time funding for that organization. So you have to wonder what Circle Port Racing, and if they're going to get together with Richard Childress Racing and say, hey, listen, we'll keep your charter around for that 27 car. We'll let you keep ownership of it, and we'll run underneath the banner of it, somehow make that work, um, and maybe run a two-car operation out of there. That's the one thing I'm interested in seeing on seeing. Uh, that could affect a big team is whether Richard Childress Racing keeps this charter, whether they lease it out. Uh, it should be interesting to see. That's something I think you're going to keep an eye on here in the next month and a half as we get closer and closer to Daytona. Um, other news, John, and, and big news that we talked about uh, a while back. You know, we knew a couple of months about Bubba Wallace going to Richard Petty Motorsports. Um, there was speculation that the team was going to change manufacturers. We kind of knew they were changing manufacturers. We knew they were uh, moving their shop. Um, you know, they, they used to be on the same premises as Rash Fender Racing. Uh, they, we knew they were selling that and getting out of there. They're done out of Rash Fender Racing, moving to Welcome, North Carolina, on the grounds of Richard Childress Racing and going to Chevrolet. Uh, they're going to have a technical alliance. Drew Blickman, start for the crew chief of that 43 team, has worked with Richard Childress Racing in the past. He used to be Jeff Burton's crew chief a few years back, if you remember that correctly. Um, so Bubba Wallace in a Chevrolet, number 43, uh, it's going to be weird to see the King the King in the Chevrolet. I know he's run GM products in the past in the 70s, but uh, what are your thoughts on this whole move here with Richard Childress racing this 43 car and uh, Bubba Wallace? Well, one of the things that I keep thinking about is Richard Childress is supporting so many organizations. You've got JTG Doherty. You've got Circle Sport, whenever they were there. They were getting their stuff from Childress. You've got um, the 95 car, you've got um, the 13, and now you're adding in Richard Petty. 
granted, Roush Fenway wasn't doing anything special with the way they were doing it, but how deep is Richard Childress Racing able to go, especially when their cars aren't winning unless it's a fuel mileage race or a strategy race where you stay out and see if your old tires can last two laps when you're in the lead? That's the only way Childress got to win this year. Austin Dillon won the Coke 600 on fuel mileage, and Ryan Newman won on a pit strategy. I think it's um, I think it's a lateral move for Petty unless they're getting money out of Chevy. And if they're getting money out of Chevy, then it's a win for them. I don't see them doing anything more special. Um, I do want to see how Bubba does in a full season. And I think it's mid-pack equipment. If Bubba gets a top 10 out of it, it's a win. If Bubba runs top 15 on a regular basis, that's the way he should be. Yeah, and a lot of it, when you get into these development deals, or excuse me, when you get into these technical alliances where, you know, for example, Richard Childress, Richard Childress Racing is the, the lead dog, as you can say, over there, and they're going to get their equipment, Richard Petty Motorsports can get their equipment, uh, probably their engines from them as well. Um, a lot of it relies on how good that team runs as far as Richard Petty Motorsports, you know, We've seen the only team we've really seen when they've had a technical alliance um, that has outperformed the team they had a technical alliance with was was uh, you know Furniture Racing, which has done it constantly. They did it with Richard Childress Racing. They did it. They're doing it with Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, you know, Stuart Haas Racing to a degree did it, but it wasn't as uh, you know. I know Furniture Racing is a one-car team. Uh, Stuart Haas, we saw a couple of teams do it at times. Uh, the four-car specifically. Um, but other than that, the three teams never really competed that well with the 48 or the 24. But my point being, you know, the ceiling is only as high as you can get with the team you're getting the alliance from. Uh, so that's where it's a little bit dangerous. But you have to wonder, you know, they they had to change the direction here, which is Petty Motorsports. When Sammy Johns and that, and that organization, uh, they wanted to run on their own. When they ran on their own with a two-car operation, they didn't run very good. They had Brian Scott there. Uh, he struggled. You know, Eric Marola really struggled. You know, so they realized, I think, as a sole corporation, and the funding that they, they really don't have, they've lost Smithfield. They haven't really announced much sponsorship there. Uh, SDP will be back. Uh, U.S. Air Force is going to be back. And then they had click and close for a couple of races as well. But they don't have a big-time sponsor there. So when you look at that, they probably sit there and say, we have to align because we're only a sole corporation. We're going to have to rely on the notes for sure. You bring up a good point. Richard Childress Racing, how stretched will they be? Uh, I know, you, you know, JTG Auto Racing is changing their alliance to Hendrick Motorsports this year, but they're still going to use Richard Childress Racing engines. Same thing with that 95 team. That's what it sounds like they're going to do is run a Richard Childress, uh, Rick Hendrick alliance, but have engines from RCR. Uh, so you have to wonder, you know, can RCR's engine program take 15 or 12 engines, however many they produce this year? Um, but, again, it'll be interesting to see. Because, uh, you know, 2019, a lot of people pointing at saying maybe Dodge is going to come back. Uh, that's an announcement's going to come soon if that's the case. Petty there, Childress, if that's the case and, and all things are lining up, maybe Petty's putting themselves in an opportunity to go with Dodge as a new manufacturer in 2019. Um, but we'll see. You know, I just think it's a, it's a very uh, interesting move, um, but I think it was one they needed to make because they don't have the finances right now to compete as a solo corporation with limited funding. Yeah, you're right about that. It's like Richard Motorsports. Um, they do life, and we'll see where they go from here with it. Still, great opportunity. 
to show what he can do. Relatively competitive. They would have been 20 with being in there. Um, they build and how many power can they get and can they continue to repeat it and make it work all the difference uh, yeah. up in the air yeah it does yeah that 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 is that is the question you know we've seen Toyota kind of be reluctant to go to uh more than six cars for their engine program you know they have five right now with uh you know um furniture racing and then the four Gibbs cars but we've seen TRD they're a little reluctant to go more than six teams uh, for their big time powerhouse, you know, they, I think they try and woo some Toyota teams. When when you hear some rumblings of them of a team coming to Toyota, they usually try and pawn off the Triad engine um, that not nearly as competitive as a TRD engine. So um, you know, and I don't know if Richard Childress Racing would be better if they sat there and said, you know what, we're going to cut the alliances off, we're going to take our engines away because they still get money from that, and I think that helps fund that race team. Um, and a team that I think Richard Childress Racing is in for a uh, and we're not previewing 2018 yet, but I will give you part of my preview for 2018. I think uh, one of the organizations that really um, has a, a big time, they really have to make a big time stance here in 2018 is Richard Childress Racing. They haven't been competitive and run for a championship in a long time. The only driver to really run for a championship in the last five, seven years was Kevin Harvick. Uh, and sure, they won some races last year. A few miles went with, with Austin Dillon, and, um, you know, Ryan Newman's went at Phoenix. But they have to do better than that if they want to compete for a championship and sell sponsorship on their race teams and continue to sell sponsorship year in and year out. Um, Richard Childress Racing is not hurting for money. I don't want to say that they're going to shut down, but if, you want to, if they want to be considered in the top echelon of race teams, they have to perform in 2018. That is the that is the fact, uh, a fact. I think that's ultimately what they have to do, um, and we'll see. We'll see if they if they're able to do that. Um, I think maybe shutting down the two teams will help that a lot um, because limiting your resources. We saw it work a little bit with Roush Fenway. Roush Fenway was a little bit more competitive uh, in 2017 than they were in 2016 with three cars. So all that you know will come into play when 2018. And again, we're we're not previewing 2018 just yet. Um, but I think that is a team to keep an eye on, Richard Childress Racing, uh, as far as how competitive they can be in 2018. Um, Wanamig also wins self for joining the show tonight. did a great job. I uh, got a lot of great information, and we wish, wish him the best in the 2018 season. I want to thank you all for listening. It was a great show tonight. Uh, and John Hollow for being an unbelievable co-host again. Um, and you can see us right back here next week on Talking in Circles. We'll be back here uh, again on Wednesday night here on Talking in Circles. So uh, we're your source for racing here during the off season. Good night, everybody. <laughs>